Hey folks, it's Tabby here from Modern Life Pod. We're back for a four-part Advent series. This time we're doing Tri Orishki Propopelku. That was my really bad Czech pronunciation of Three Wishes for Cinderella. It's a holiday classic in much of Europe. Um, you can find us at Modern Life Pod on Instagram, Twitter, or on YouTube, or any other uh, platform where you listen to podcasts. For this episode, I have a very special guest. My friend um, Iris joined us from Germany, and it's our first long-distance podcast, and I hope you have as much fun listening to it as we had making it. Okay, well, let's start. Let's get into it. So what's, yeah, do you have something that's on your mind this week? Pokemon. Anything you want to talk about? <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I'm just absolutely happy this week about Pokemon. I mean, at the end of the week, Pokemon Let's Go is coming out. So I've pre-ordered. Wait, what is that? Uh, it's basically, it, it's not... Um, you could say the main adventure, like uh, red or yellow or black or white, but it's, you could say, a mixture between the Pokemon Go RPG and Pokemon Go. Huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and but do you still play it on your phone? No, I play it on the Switch, uh, and there's a special it. edition which I ordered, so I'm pretty hyped. <laughs> That's and awesome. um, yeah, but you can connect your mobile to the Switch, and then you can transfer Pokemon from your mobile to the Switch. Oh, that's really convenient. And the catching okay. um, um, mode basically is the same as on the mobile. On mobile. So, how do you feel about that new De po Detective Pikachu trailer? <laughs> I didn't know I needed that in my life. <laughs> Is Pikachu really that furry? He's so fuzzy in the trailer. I didn't I think he was that fuzzy. Yeah, it was... I don't know. It, it took a little bit of time before I got used to it because I was a bit yeah. skeptical about the whole look of the movie. But I don't know. It, it kind of works. I mean, I'm, I'm more concerned about Jigglypuff. <laughs> oh, there's Jiggly, a Jigglypuff? You know, the one um, that's always singing I, and putting people to sleep. Yeah. I guess I didn't finish the trailer to the end. I didn't see Jigglypuff. In the uh, it trailer. was just it was just two seconds in the background. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I've oh, seen man. some reaction videos, and I've talked quite a bit at work today with colleagues about it. So yeah. <laughs> um, so something I wanted to talk about really quickly is this has kind of been formulating in my mind, mm -hmm. and that is this. Um, it's like a female power fantasy. Um, that doesn't actually empower anybody, just like most power fantasies. Uh -huh. And it's the change, change a dude fantasy. Um, change. And yeah, it's it's really prevalent in all of like modern romantic things. Of this person starts out really bad, but then I'm gonna change him to become uh, like a better man. Marriage material. Yeah, <laughs> and I recently read. Um, crime and punishment and that's where that is really prevalent because in all of these old literatures a woman's only power lies in how kind she is and how pious she is and she's yeah. never given any opportunity to physically defend herself mm -hmm. and even when she is she doesn't use any weapons so in crime and punishment and this is also a little bit in dr shivago 
where two female characters have a gun and the character is locked in a room with somebody who's about to rape her. She fires at him and misses, even though he's standing right in front of her. And then she just throws the gun away because she's so good. She doesn't want to be a murderer. Then he sees, he sees the arrow of his ways, picks up the gun, <laughs> and then later commits suicide. <laughs> this is not a realistic portrayal of anybody being in physical danger. No. But I still see it in so many like modern romance plots where the woman goes through all this abuse and does all this emotional labor. And then at the end, he's like, oh, I've changed. I love you now. And I, I think it's also very dangerous in terms of how these cycles of abuse happen in real life. Yeah. Because you can't, you know, I don't know. That's yeah. just something I've been thinking about. So this week we're doing 70s Cinderella. Yes. This is a movie that people in Europe watch every Christmas. <laughs> uh, and I think it's one of those movies where you don't even really remember the first time you watched it. It's just kind of embedded in your social consciousness, right? Yeah, but I think that's also yeah. because around Christmas time, it's basically 50 times a day on television. Oh, really? <laughs> So if you you can't not watch it, and I made you watch it again for I mean, this podcast, <laughs> I have it on DVD. I'm not lying. <laughs> it's one of my all-time favorites. So I looked up. This is actually on YouTube. Anybody can watch it on YouTube, and they just put up the restored edition. Is that the one you have on DVD? I don't know. <laughs> I have a special edition which was given to me by martin by the way um okay. <laughs> very good mutual, mutual friend. friend yeah and it was a really special box with a necklace and everything it was just oh wow yeah <laughs> a lot it, well because norway actually restored the movie um i think this was in 2015 this was pretty recently oh then i and don't the have colors the oh okay the colors are just popping and the light is so bright and they went through every single piece of film to get the grain out and okay. make it more sharp so it was like watching a whole new movie it was really really awesome okay perhaps i need to watch it again <laughs> and then the thing i also find really interesting about this movie it's a Czech and German production mm. where you have sets in Czechoslovakia and then you have filming locations in Germany. You have certain actors on set speaking their lines in German and other people speaking their lines in Czech. And then they would just dub each dialogue for the respective editions. I think that's such an amazing way to go about making a film to do this cultural collaboration. Yeah. But I think it was quite usual for the time you could say because i know that around the 70s there were a lot of what we call ddr märchen so the east german fairy tales basically so they always have a really special way to adapt all the fairy tales you usually if you see a fairy tale you can tell it was made in this form of collaboration mm, yeah because this was made in east germany right yeah, yeah. i think yeah, all these really old classics, these kind of Czech movies like The Salt Prince and yeah. Snow White and Rose Red. Yeah. I, I love all those movies. I think this, the, the Salt Prince is even with the same prince as the Cinderella one. 
if I'm no, not I think it's the same. It's the same actress, Lou Bougie. Ah, okay. And then the prince was in the Snow White and Rose Red. Okay, uh, that the, way around, yeah. What's his name? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I kind of recently, this is by total chance. I did not look this up for this podcast. I came across this study in relation to stepmoms and why the evil stepmom is such mm -hmm. a huge trope as opposed to the evil stepdad. That's not a thing. There's no evil stepdads. No. No. And actually from, this is a German study and they took data from 1720 to 1859. And they found that losing your mom dramatically decreased your chance of survival. And these are like real numbers. So your step, getting a stepmom would mean that the original kids now get, you know, they don't get the care they mm -hmm. need. I found that fascinating. I think it has something to do with maybe how we prefer our own children over other children, or it's just, yeah, this always exists in like fairy tales, or it's a really long standing trope of the evil stepmom. Yeah, because, but I think it's because if you look at, you could say cultural historical perspectives you could say i mean mm -hmm. children always have the greater bond to their mothers because basically it's the, it's them who are raising the children usually mm -hmm. in the past <laughs> and of course then if they lose this person who they have this strong emotional bond to of course that's quite harsh so that you could say in this Theoretically speaking, there isn't really, of course, a person who can um, substitute this mother. And it's mm -hmm. a really, you could say, a thankful position to make an evil character out of. That's true. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. And I love this the evil stepmom in this and the daughter. She's so beautiful. She's like, great. She just kills it, that, like, <laughs> insane hat she wears at the end, the umbrella hat and the, like layered fur coat that's just so severe and adds so much weight to the character. Yeah. Oh, I love her. She's great. The, the costume design in general in this movie is, I think, one of my all-time favorite costumes. It's like Lord of the Rings, Barbarella, and Cinderella. I also really love it, but I think it's the dress she's wearing to the ball, so the, this evil stepsister, Dorchen. And uh -huh. she has these um, sleeves, and her sleeves really look like um, shower curtains. From, oh, you think? Yeah, from the 80s. Shower, shower <laughs> curtains from the 80s. I really can't get this this out of my head. It's just every That's time true. I see it. <laughs> and she's like, oh, it's so soft. Feel it. And I'm like, it doesn't really look that soft. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny i also really love the outfit that the prince has on where he's wearing the gold hat and oh. the gold collar it's so over the top <laughs> oh, i love it looks Wasn't so the, great the white tights the white yeah they're always wearing tights <laughs> and then actually um dora and a lot of the other people in the movie um the king and queen too they wear a lot of pearls yeah and they that would not be a thing even that was reserved for like the richest of the rich, like the church could afford pearls, but other people, you know, that wouldn't even be a thing they had access to. Yeah. 
What I really enjoyed. Yeah, go ahead. What I really enjoyed was the figure of the um, preceptor. Oh, oh no, I feel so bad for him. Because I I feel that towards, in hindsight, me growing up, I always have different persp- a different perspective on the preceptor. I mean, in the beginning, when you were very young, you're saying like, yeah, just let them have fun. <laughs> then at some point you're saying, yeah, he's probably quite stupid because he's always skipping classes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this poor dude, he finally lands his great job at like the court of a nobleman. Yeah. He and can't then- get a break. And God. then... The scene in which the prince is having this serious talk with his, with his father about marrying, and then uh, the prince is just waiting for his two friends to kind of get ready for the for the chase, and mm-hmm. um, for the hunt, and then just the preceptor stops by and just hands them the books and everything, and then <laughs> this really comedic scene in which the father looks down and sees yeah ready for that and the mother i don't see a problem here (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about also how insane is it at the very end he pops up right so this dude has been working all night at this ball trying to remember people's names introducing people like getting the band to play then he wakes up what at dawn to try yeah. to chase down the prince. And he's like, "You gotta do your lessons, like, dude. Give it up, give it up." I mean, it's just comic relief. I mean, it's just brilliant. It is. I love his cute little horse too. Yeah. Little oh my god! Pony. <laughs> no wonder he never catches him. Yeah. True. So with this, uh, this story actually has a lot of similarities with. Um, which is a fairy tale we talked about on another podcast. Are you familiar with that one at all? It's the one where the princess runs off wearing like the donkey skin coat. And she actually, Um, yeah, I don't know if there's a movie version of it. It's a really old fairy tale. Actually, too. I think one of it is, um, I don't know if you've seen it, Die Prinzessin mit dem goldenen Stern. No, I don't know that one. Okay, that's a really good one because that I, I love that one. And then I saw Alalaira, which is basically the same, but I didn't like it that much because it wasn't the princess with the golden with the golden stern. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Alalaira, um, the princess runs away with the three dresses her father gave her. Mm. One is silver like the moon, one is golden like the sun, and one sparkles like the stars. And she hides them all in hazelnuts. Mm. And there's a lot of similarities between this one and, you know, Alalaira and Cinderella. She has all the dresses or the costumes in in the hazelnuts, mm. which I did not know. I'm not. I wasn't that familiar with Alalaira. Yeah, I think it's a really um, it's a fairy tale few people know. But yeah, actually, I really don't know why because I I really enjoyed the character of the princess, because. I mean, when you're young, you don't really realize it, but the older you get again, um, it's really, yeah, she's tough. She's cool. <laughs> so, yeah. And I quite enjoy that in fairy tales. That you don't always have the suffering princess, but at some point you always you have somebody who's kind of taking life into their own hands. So if you're perhaps yeah. looking at it from a motive perspective, I mean, in the original, you could say, um, Cinderella goes to the ball because she wants to dance and meet the prince. 
And in this and version, she doesn't do yeah. yeah she doesn't do anything but cry over that tree yeah you know yeah. And in this <laughs> version she actually meets the prince the first time when she's going for for the hunt because she always went hunting with her father so she just wants to kind of feel closer to her dead father and yeah so I wrote is, that down too yeah mm -hmm. it's, it's a, just a different motive and I really enjoyed that yeah because she's not. They establish a relationship between her and the prince before she even goes to the ball, yeah. right? They they set it up in a way where they have the same interests. They love going outside. They love playing pranks on people. They're both very active. Yeah, and she's making fun of him. Yeah, yeah. Like she's like he's met his match almost, right? Yeah, and she's kind of she's able to ride the horse nobody else can ride. So she's oh yeah, I love that. <laughs> It's true. And then also in the in the hunt too, yeah. where she's like, Oh, are you gonna be mad because I'm better than you? Yeah. And he's like, No, it's hot. Like Yeah. I mean <laughs> I love it. In the German version, she when when he's giving her, her the task of can you shoot that down, she's saying, Every little girl can do that. That is just so brilliant. And also that he's really the means by which she obtains her three magic wishes, right? Because he shoots down the hazelnuts. Yeah, right. It's, into the lab. Yeah, it's this destiny theme, you could say. Yeah. <laughs> and the first time watching that movie, I remember being like, is he about to shoot that poor guy in the in the, driving along? And I'm like, oh, no, he's just shooting the nest. <laughs> I think I thought he was kind of trying to shoot his hat off or something, but... Uh, really, yeah. yeah. You don't have as many murderous thoughts as no. I do. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how old I was, but probably not old enough to think about murdering people. <laughs> <laughs> I love also um, how they portray Aschenbrödel, Popelko, Cinderella having all these really meaningful relationships with animals that are yeah. still magical, but not in an over-the-top, like, fluffy Disney way. Yeah. You know, she has the birds and Rosie, the owl and the dog and the horse, and she just talks to them like you would talk to your animals. Yeah. And it just feels so organic and natural. And, yeah, I, lo I love that. Yeah. It's basically, from, from the magical point of view, it's really just the hazelnuts. And I mean, it, it's it's an old barn, and now could live there, so it's really not. That's true. Really yeah. Magical in that way, and it's basically yeah, the, the 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 doves and the hazelnuts, and that's that's all the magical yeah. elements. Although in the in the footage, those pigeons are straight up munching on the peas. They're not sorting any peas. <laughs> Gobbling them down. I mean, they didn't have CGI. That's <laughs> they had true. To make what they got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what's always been really upsetting to me? At the end when there's the chase scene and the yeah. prince is chasing down Dora and her mom yeah. and they fall into the ice cold water yeah. and he just leaves them there and then the poor driver tries to get him out and he falls in the water and I'm like... Are these people going to be okay? Will they freeze to death <laughs> like, probably in the cold? Yeah, when I was so really mean. young, that scene was really creepy to me because everything was dark and they were being in the water. And the whole chase felt really intense for a five-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so, now that you're saying that, yeah, you're yeah. so right. But 
And the music too, the doodaloo, doodaloo, doodaloo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the music is amazing. <laughs> oh, let's talk about the music. Um, in the, I wanted to ask you this, in the Czech version that I recently watched mm -hmm. with subtitles, um, they use the song with the lyrics a lot. And I know there's a German version mm -hmm. of that, but I don't think like at the end of the movie, they just use the theme without the words, right? There's it's no just the words in the music wheresoever in the movie. They, it was just weird because they do have a German version of it. You can look it up on YouTube, yeah, but I know, it didn't I make it. it into the movie. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because I think <laughs> I discovered it f about five years ago, and I was like, nope, nope. That's not That's canon. Not, not in the movie, nope. <laughs> <laughs> but I had the, um, I think it's, it's also the song from the outro. I had it on my phone as a ringtone for quite a while, around Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all the music is, again, top-notch. Then the costumes, its you just recognize it right away. There's nothing yeah. like it. I mean, it's, it's really enchanting. It just, it's really different. It's not, I mean, you have, sometimes you have movies where they kind of use the same kind of instrument, instruments, the same kind of beat. So, it, I mean, you would recognize, I say, Lord of the Rings from Harry Potter, and you would recognize Harry Potter mm -hmm. music when you hear it. But I think mm -hmm. it's a different kind of enchanting because it's a little mm -hmm. bit happier enchanting, if you know what I mean. So yeah, it's it's like whimsical lost. and yeah, whimsical. yeah, that's the word. Oh, also something I really appreciate is whenever they they show Cinderella riding on the horse, it's um, wide shots and it's actually that actor riding the horse. This always drives me crazy because it's like somebody on a machine like going you know like going back and forth and i'm like i can tell you're not on a horse like <laughs> drives me insane i think there's this one scene in close-up ah it's been quite a while since i heard that i think because it wasn't so in close-up and it's basically from from a perspective looking up to her and somebody had to hold the camera so basically the 16 year old actress has to mm -hmm. kind of pretend she's riding a horse <laughs> While somebody is basically more or less lying beneath her and filming that. So it's a bit awkward. But other than that, she's really riding the horse. Oh, also something I looked up that I always was wondering about in the hunt when they shoot the fox. Yeah. Um, I always wondered if that's a real fox. Um, the one that's running away mm -hmm. is actually a tame fox that belongs to a hunter. Oh. But then the one that's dead they ordered that fox ahead of time with a hunter like oh we need a fox for this movie so it is a real fox that's dead but it wasn't killed like okay i always thought it looked incredibly fake <laughs> yeah little did i know it's already set and dead and stiff so yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh another relationship that i really love is the one between the king and the queen and yeah. It almost feels like they don't even care that he marries somebody of noble status. They just want their son to be happy because they married against their parents' wishes and they're so happy together and they just seem like a really great mom and dad. I really like them. Yeah, but I think it's also interesting to see, especially during the ball, that he actually, or the king actually wants his son to marry into nobility. And then the queen's just saying, well, <laughs> what about us? So it's, hmm. she kind of needs to remind him not to kind of make the mistakes his his father would have probably perhaps made. Yeah, that's true. 
but yeah, I also like the relationship because it's it's quite loving. So it's not really yeah. this negative depiction of nobility. It's just mm -hmm. everybody being human, basically. Yeah, that's true. It's true. It doesn't feel fake or acted. It just mm -hmm. feels very natural. Yeah, just like the um, friendship of the prince with his two, whatever they are, <laughs> friends. <laughs> Those scenes are so great when they're just messing around in the snow or like dancing yeah. or and just playing the horn, around. which is the, the, yeah. the trunk from a tree. <laughs> Not the trunk, the, the you know. <laughs> yeah, it's just excellent. Um, oh, what is the princess called who's all in red? I don't know what she's, what she's called. Oh, the one um, who's wearing the red dress. Rosa. Oh, that's right. She has like yeah. no name in the Czech version, or oh, okay. I think they just they introduce her at some point during the, or during the war when they introduce every no Klein Röschen. Sorry, it's Klein Röschen. Klein Röschen. That's yeah. right. Um, she is the boss, and she's so much fun. And I love how she takes initiative, yeah. and she's gonna go far in life. And I want a <laughs> spin-off movie with her in it, especially because she's called Klein Röschen. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. And movies still have not gotten better about this in 2018. But it's this, it's almost like the audience is to understand that somebody having a higher body weight is automatically funny. Because everybody else in that room is skinny. And I'm like, no, she's actually probably the most beautiful person in the room. She's the most expressive. Yeah. And I just wish movies had gotten better with that with time, but that's still something that we're struggling with. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really, it's especially, yeah, if you look at, at female comedies, I mean, Melissa McCarthy, if you just look at her roles, I think she's a really great actress and she could really do more, but most of her movies are just her being silly. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I really like her and I think she's kind of, stepped out of being typecast a little bit more recently but yeah, i think she has a new movie which is really more or less a thriller or something so it's not a comedy and i really oh I, yeah I, that I, drama yeah, and i really like that but yeah it's still a problem especially with films like was it called bridesmaid bridesmaids i didn't i couldn't watch that movie i did not like that movie what happens in that um, um basically the best friend of the main character is getting married and the main character can't really handle it if i remember correctly it was all really a we really weird blur but this best friend has um i don't know if it's another friend or a cousin and this cousin is played by melissa mccarthy so somebody oh, with a higher yeah. body weight and she's really awkward she's yeah I, to watch i mean the character it's himself is really self-confident but they over they overdid it so much that it's really just cringy to watch. Yeah, I, it's coming back to me now. I turned it off after they like vomit everywhere in the bridal shop or whatever they do. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I'm done. I'm done here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was really really hard to watch. So, but yeah, but I think in Cinderella, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> to come back get back to the topic please no. um, I think it, it works really well because she has this moment when she just carries the prince which which is okay I love that it, it's going 
I, I don't know what to think about that, to be honest, but I really like... Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> because it, it goes into this overweight humor direction. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Like, she's stronger because she had... Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. She's basically the double, double what he is, and so she can carry him around. But they give her so much character in this few minutes, basically, that at some point when, mm -hmm. when Dora... Um, is getting rejected by the prince. She's just dancing beside her, saying "ha," and just yeah. continues dancing. So she, it's really—it's an interesting character. It's not just "oh, look at me, I'm overweight, I can do things," but it's also you, you realize she's a character and she has ambitions. Yeah, and she's—I think she's there to have a good time. Whereas Dora is just like, "I don't want to dance with anyone but the prince," yeah. you know. Yeah, she's basically more of a woman than Dora is. If you just compare yeah. it to real women, it's true. Um, that scene in the ballroom, because I watched it now redone and the colors were so bright, I noticed this with the jewelry too. Everything was just popping, like the blue necklaces. I suddenly noticed that the scene makes no sense because it's at night. None of the candles are actually lit in the room and everything's just bright. I was like, oh, I never noticed because it was so grainy and dark before that this is actually not historically accurate. Okay, I really need to watch that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just giving that movie a hard time because it was made in the 70s and it's hard to light a million natural light candles for this period piece so it's all good i mean it's the 70s i mean it, it's oh but, also yeah. go ahead but isn't it always with movies sometimes when you watch them after 10 years you're thinking this just doesn't make any any sense yeah that's <laughs> true like, i don't know if, if, if you've ever watched it when you were a child Prin princess in fantagiro so, oh no, that doesn't ring a bell. Another story about a really <laughs> the topic today is tough princesses. <laughs> another story. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> about a princess who doesn't want to get married. She wants to read. And if you're a woman, reading is forbidden in the kingdom. But she still continues to read. It, to read. So yeah. And um, at some point she grows up and blah 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 blah. She gets um, a stone. And she can throw the stone away and the stone comes back. He also has a face and can talk and everything. It's yeah, fantasy ele elements. Um, and I love this series. I just really, really love it. It's really kitsch, but I love it because I grew up with it. But I watched it when I was 18 years old again. And when she threw the stone away, you could see the, um, the string it was attached to. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this isn't good. This isn't well made. I love it. It's <laughs> so funny. I think it's the same when no, you yeah, just look at lightning and everything within a scene. Sometimes it just doesn't make sense or it's just a bit overdone. But And for some reason you didn't notice it when you were <laughs> younger. Yeah, but I mean, they did basically what they could or perhaps I mean I don't know if they did it on, on purpose or because they didn't know any better or didn't have any other possibilities yeah or perhaps during the um the editing somebody meant too well right that's that is possible yeah. too if you just see it in the 70s and nothing sparkling then you're like yeah fine yeah <laughs> where's the big hair <laughs> Oh, God, I recently watched um, 
Persuasion, which is a Jane Austen novel. Yeah. I watched the 70s version and everybody has like hair up to the sky. And I'm like, I don't know that people in the Regency era had like <laughs> giant hair like that. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, costumes and hair is always really funny to watch with some perspective. So just yeah. some years passed and then just, I mean, there was a Camelot series with um i forgot his name but he played grindelwald in the original so in, in the harry potter movies and um in this camelot era everybody just had these um one sleeve th dresses because it was really modern at that time in our era <laughs> oh so god the whole costume was just i couldn't watch it it was just okay you probably <laughs> definitely do not know how people that age or in that era dressed and i know yeah. better and i am not a pro <laughs> yeah like i'm not a historian yeah <laughs> um just to go back to yeah. that ballroom scene really quick because she gets the prince in that scene he's like i'm gonna marry you yeah let's put a ring on it and she the fact that she's not satisfied with that and she's like you have to solve my riddle first is amazing to me yeah. and i love it it frustrated me when i was about 10 or 12 yeah. or that like he wants you you like him just get together where's the problem <laughs> because she wants him to like her for who she is and yeah. not what she looks I mean, like right yeah. and that's it's an incredibly yeah. sh sh a shallow moment for him it's like oh she's pretty i'm going to marry her <gasps> yeah 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 Good, well done, Cinderella. Well done. Don't marry him. <laughs> also, when she um, rides away through the darkness, I don't know how safe that is in the dark riding a horse through a forest. Yeah, no problem. And then they're immediately, they're right behind her. And I'm like, well, it takes a while to get to the stables. Then you have to saddle the horse. Then you have to get the torches. But suddenly they're like right behind her. Yeah. <laughs> Those are some really fast horses. <laughs> yeah, dramatic uh, moments. Great chase scenes, yeah, though. Yeah. For... What do we need chase, chase scenes? <laughs> this is just, just, yeah. This movie has like, what, three, three or four chase scenes? It's like very oh, action packed, actually, yeah. now that I think about yeah. it. First one is with with uh, Cinderella in the forest when she meets the prince. Uh huh. And she has. Do you count the one when she's hiding after the hunt in the tree? I don't know if that is a. Oh yeah, well he is running after her. Yeah. I mean, she's we're, just. We're gonna have to count that one. Yeah, let's count it a half. <laughs> 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 and then we got, of course, we have. Um, from the ball to her home, and then, yeah, the one when he's chasing the wrong Cinderella. So it, it's yeah. quite action-packed, yeah. And then you can also count each time that poor educator person <laughs> has to chase down those <laughs> the, terrible young boys. The whole film is just <laughs> full of chasing people. It's an action movie. Oh, let's man. not call it a fairy tale anymore. Let's just call it what it is, an action <laughs> movie. An act. <laughs> the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Horse chase. Um, also, when she runs out of the uh, castle mm -hmm. and the guy puts the coat on her, she takes the time to turn around and say thank you. She's awesome. I love that. 
And then at the end of the movie, this always makes me cringe when she steps off the horse in her wedding dress into the mud every time. I'm just like, oh, don't, no. <laughs> but don't she's so it. down to earth. She 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 doesn't care. <laughs> she doesn't care. This, this is not she's about not fashion. like the other girls. No, this is about love. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to kiss or marry your man, you have to get in the dirt. Story of my you life. Have to get... <laughs> That's great. Um, the only last note I have about this movie is that final scene when they ride into the blue sky with the snow and her gossamer like dress is flowing behind her. I, I cry almost every time. It's so beautiful. I'm just telling. I love this movie. Just, it just makes me happy, like, yep. And now it's Christmas. Where are my presents? <laughs> Where are my presents? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's quite a phenomenon in Germany. Um, when I uh, was on my, my master's degree about 2012, um, I had a friend who came from the area where the, the, the castle was. And there was Moritzburg, Moritzburg, right? Yeah, right. And they had a um, exhibition with all the props and everything. And I really, up to this day, I'm really sad I didn't go. <laughs> I know. I always look that up sometimes because they have like a YouTube video of it and all the costumes and the things. And I'm like, oh, that just looks magical. It's so nice. Yeah. That's still a really popular tourist destination because people just go there just. As like a film set location. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize that they played this movie in like, what, Austria, Norway, Britain. Like this is a, they, like this is a Christmas movie, not just like Germany and Czechoslovakia. Okay. It's like all over the place. But I, I think this is always interesting because, you know, there are some films which are really international, like, you know, Die Hard is a Christmas movie and everybody knows that. Um but then if you go to um, Dinner for One, which in Germany is, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's a really, it's an English film, which is always played during New, New Year's Eve in Germany, but the Brits don't know it. And they think it's really weird. It is weird. <laughs> it's brilliant. We don't even watch it dubbed. We watch everything dubbed, but this is like, nope, it's in English. It's got subtitles and it's the sketch that, and we have to watch it every New Year. Yeah. It's, just bizarre. <laughs> it's true. But I didn't because. But I really like the uh, dub from for Cinderella. So I really like the voices and the way they did this. So I'm when you sent me the link for YouTube, which was in the original. I'm I'm really huge fan of watching things in the original language. I I couldn't watch. Uh, so I didn't want to watch it. I was like, no, this is in German. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I think I have a lot of those things with just any kind of medium that carries with it some form of nostalgia. And I think this Cinderella version, the German dub, it's excellent. It's so good. Especially the, one of my favorite things the German stepmom does is when she's trying to get invited to the ball. Yeah. And she's like, I had, I had this dream about it. And then she looks at the king and she's like, huh? Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> she does that so well in the German <laughs> one. <laughs> Yeah, excellent. It's really well cast. As I say again, the 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 perce per what's this preceptor? Oh, hi! Oh yeah. 
Soski, I think, is in Czech that he always says, Soski, you have to do your studies. We have to do the conversation lesson. Dude. But I think, yeah, but again, sometimes when I watch it, I mean, sometimes it's just really okay, okay, this is Christmas. I really need to watch it at least once. But sometimes when I've kind of, when I'm really, you could say, awake, so to speak, I've just read some good books, watched a nice movie, I'm really into analyzing mode. Sometimes it really makes me cringe a bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this whole part when she's opening the last hazelnut, I'm like, oh, this is a uh, bridal dress like oh yeah okay <laughs> there we go <laughs> so because in the end we always come back to this fairy tale meeting your prince right waiting for mr right motive and as much as i enjoy it sometimes sometimes it's just a bit too much for me oh really yeah it, yeah, it does work for me in this movie because he needs her he, almost more than she needs yeah, him, right? Yeah, he needs her quite a bit because he's stupid because he always skips his classes. <laughs> Does he even know how to read? We're not I'm sure. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and as I said, he wants to marry her just seeing her and like, oh, she has a great character as well. Ah. <laughs> Pink is my favorite color. Yeah. <laughs> uh. It's, it's... Well, and the other aspect to that is at that point, he thinks she's a princess and he thinks that she has money. And then when he follows her to the farmstead, he goes, actually, I don't know if she's a princess. I don't but I'm going to marry her, you yeah. know, which we haven't even talked about the people working at that farmstead, mm. like the kitchen boy. I love the kitchen hilarious. boy. <laughs> <laughs> and the other guy, what's his name? The kind, he's kind of like a father figure um... Cinderella. And, uh, yeah. Uh, what? I don't know if he has a name. Is it Vin Vincek? Oh yeah, some yes. I think you're right. Yeah. 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 I mean, he, he's he's just lovely. I mean, that's the whole thing. I yeah. mean, everybody knows she's more or less the rightful heir, as much as that yeah. didn't exist at that time, <laughs> but. So everybody's treating her really nice and is being really positive towards her and just helping her. And But she's also helping them. So when the kitchen boy breaks the plate, she's mm -hmm. saying, okay, it was me, don't be mad. So yeah, it's a really nice... What a great family. Yeah. <laughs> I think the prince should move into there and they can live there happily ever after. <laughs> Forget the castle. Uh, would be a, that would be a nice spin-off. <laughs> Full House Part 3 um, We should do this again Yeah, definitely <laughs> About strong female princesses <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I've just, because I've opened Wikipedia And mm -hmm. in Wikipedia there's um, I'm on the German page Why so ever Because German Wikipedia is horrible um, It is? Why? Um the English Wikipedia is offers more vari variety, so it has more information and everything. So if I just sometimes don't know watch, uh, want to read um, summary for a film or a book, I always go to the English one because that's really better written and more in, into more depth and just better. How about that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but. Um, 
on the part background there's um 50 what is man um there's money what's it's not coins it's a bill there's a, a money bill for 500 kronen and the picture of that or the picture on that is the oh it's the um, author of drei haselnüsse für aschenbrödel Oh, yeah, because this was a book before? Or? Apparently, I always thought it was just Cinderella adapted in a different way. <laughs> no, I think there was like somebody who did a... Oh, I didn't write this down. I did read about it. So they actually... Oh, she's on a... That's so cool. Yeah. So she's on the money. I did not know that. I mean, well, she used to be on the money. I'm a I think. Fun fact. Yeah. Right, used to be. Yeah. 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 And of course, we didn't mention that the music is by Karel Gott. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Ina Maya. <laughs> yes. Also good one. <laughs> I don't know if they have um, B Maya in the States. <laughs> I've never heard of it. But <laughs> Maya. It's a German classic. Maya. Although they do have um, they do have Heidi, I think. What? They have some Why do they have Heidi? Things. Of course they have Heidi. Let's take the most think- cliche <laughs> thing they can except put. it's except it's japanese right it's an anime isn't it a... technically it's an anime yeah i guess that's it i'll let you go <laughs> okay i'll get ready for work oh dear i get ready for bed <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming on i will talk to you later okay bye-bye bye, bye. bye.